1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
0: T's and C's apply. NSW authorisation number TP 01005.
1: Master Builders Victoria members get access to a wide range of expert advice and support services. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Great to have company for Dwayne's World. Wherever you might be listening around the planet, we're live from Torquay, the beach at Fest. We'll talk some beach volleyball very shortly. But uh, crowds building. In fact, Gary Ablett Jr. with his family as well uh, in the Royalty boxes courtside watching the volleyball action. Uh, obviously a local. So good to see Gazza Jr out and about with the family. Dane Zorko not far away from joining me, so I'll have a chat to Dane Zorko as well. We'll talk some more soccer. Archie Thompson to give us a preview of Saturday night's big one against Tunisia. But uh, take some more of your calls as well in the next hour if we get some time. But keep your texts coming through, and I'll read a heap of those out as well, 04333. Ninety-eight, eleven, sixteen. the text number brought to us by 40 winks and temper t-e-m-p-u-r mattresses and pillows like no other midday matters thanks to melbourne roadside rescue wrong fuel extraction search up shipcreek.com.au dane zorko is going to be part of our coverage of the aflw grand final so looking forward to our commentary team broadcasting it this weekend it starts at 105 on sunday so looking forward to that and he's been good enough to join us on the line, the Brisbane Lions captain. Morgan to you, Dane. Great to have you on. No worries, Dwayne. Thanks for having me, mate. Good to get a bit of uh, you on the radio and get a bit of you on our radio for the AFLW Grand Final as well. What's it like having um, the, the new age football club where the girls are at the club? You've got another great team seeing a premiership window unfold. It must be a little bit of fun to be involved with the Lions in
0: 2023. Yeah, definitely, mate. I think there's... Plenty of excitement around the city, to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, just hearing people talk, uh, there's plenty of excitement around and I think that's really great. Obviously, there's been a lot of hype around the new facility. Uh, you know, the, the, the ground was built for the AFLW and, and for them to host games. So, have their first game there out of the new facility. People get to come and have a look at it. Uh, you can go through um, different parts of the ground as well and, and check out... You know, just what uh, has been built because it is a state-of-the-art facility and, um, you know, hopefully the girls can notch up a win um, to start off the, uh, yeah, new facility in a big way.
1: How much traction has it got, the AFLW, in Queensland and how much publicity is it getting? We've been talking a bit in the last couple of days about soccer fighting a really hard battle against the major sports to try and get publicity. How have you guys gone? You've had a pretty successful stint even though you haven't won the flag in the last few years and now you've got a a reasonably successful AFLW team that might be premiers. Have you? Has it been getting much traction media-wise?
0: Yeah, it certainly has, mate. It's actually it's certainly been covered. We've covered extremely... We look like the girls were going to finish on top, to be honest. So, um, you know, I think it's only growing. Our facility out of Ipswich in the Western Corridor there, um, the game is continuously growing out there. we Feel is like the girls have had such a humongous impact on that as well. So, um, the game itself is in really great shape up in Queensland. And we've had, as you said, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have a couple of, um, you know, although we haven't reached the grand final, successful seasons. Um, and the girls have been able to, to back it up. They won in 2020. Uh, they made the uh, their preliminary final earlier this year in, in season six. And obviously, get the opportunity on Sunday to. Playing play in another grand final and, and hopefully make it two for the club.
1: So you've got this flag one in the men's as well, haven't you, Dane? You've got Jack Gunston. you get Josh Dunkley. You've now got Conor McKenna wants to play for you. You're going to get the number one draft pick in the land, Will Ashcroft. Dan Jasper Fletcher, you've just about got a one?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a great off-season for the club. Um, and I think our recruiting team and our list managers have got a, um you know, have, have done extremely well for us. I think um, it shows, on. It shows this, the direction that the club's um, been heading in the last few years. To be honest with you, that you know, six or seven years ago, probably no one really wanted to come to the Brisbane Lions, and now we're starting to become a club with a brand new facility. Um, success is starting to happen on the field in both men's and women's, and, and, and players want to come and they're attracted um, by the brand of footy that we play, and um, you know the culture that we've created with this football club.
1: So you've been part of both phases, Dane, where you did see players leave and uh, a few people got dirty on it and it was obviously a bit upsetting that players didn't want to stick around. And now you've got guys who are naming your club as the club they want to go to. In fact, you know, Conor McKenna had a choice of plenty. Jack Gunston's elected to go to you guys and you've now got you know father-sons who are desperate to get involved. So what has changed?
0: Oh, You're right, I have experienced both sides of the fence and... Um... You know, when the go home five went home, uh, i I assume it would be about six or seven years ago now, I think the club took a, took a bit of a backward step and, and just looked, dug a little bit deeper to find out what exactly was going on and what resources we needed to keep this talent and, and attract, you know, some superstars of the competition. And I think our welfare department's done a fantastic job in that area. Um, obviously, Greg Swan, CEO, he brought in David Noble. They brought in Chris Fagan. And it's just sort of been filtered down from there, to be honest, Dwayne. And um, it's, easy to, it's easy as a player to come in and um, follow standards and, and live by your standards when the top is actually doing it. And they've and set a really strong standard for us. we followed. And from that, on-field success has come. And from that, you know, talent is attracted and, and players want to come and be a part of our club and, and be a part of that environment. And um, it's, been a, it's been a great turnaround from us, but, you know, Ultimately, we still want to win that premiership and every team tries to do it and um, we embark on another season shortly.
1: And congratulations to you. You've captained it as well, that turnaround. So have got to credit leaders like you. I know you've had a couple of speed bumps along the way and we don't need to bring up the war. But overall, you must be pretty happy with what the body of work has been under your captaincy. I presume you're hoping to captain the team again next year?
0: I'll certainly be throwing my hand in the ring. If that's the direction the club wants to go in, and, and the players feel suit um, that I'm the man for the job, then absolutely. But I also understand that I'm not going to be able to be the captain forever. So eventually it needs to be passed down, and um, we'll be looking at all avenues, uh, no doubt, in this off season as to what that looks like. But um, yeah, I, I guess under my captaincy at the club, it's been a I'd like to think that I've helped uh, change it as, as, as much as you know as what we have. And, Bayes um, is, is, is a massive contributor to that and as I mentioned, Nobes and Swanee and the players as well, you know, they bought into it it's, it's easy when the, the guys at the top are doing it to buy in but you've still got to buy in and those guys have done that and I think it's made the transition for our, our younger players to come in and, and see how the older guys act, see how the um, you know, the ultimate professionals at the club do it and, and they follow suit and, and that's what builds a really strong standard, really strong culture and ultimately translates onto um, on-field success
1: so, is it a club? Is it a player vote? Is it uh, the club that? Is it uh, Chris Fagan who decides who will be captain? And who are the other contenders? Do you think, in your mind, Dane, that could lead just as well as you?
0: Oh, well, it's a combination of uh, who exactly picks it. I know the players have a large, um, a large say in who it is, and and then from there, it, you know, Fagan will sit down with, I would presume, a couple of board members, obviously CEO and, and general manager of football, and and ultimately they'd put their. Their cases forward as to who they think would be best suited um, going forward. But, uh, yeah, obviously, Harris Andrews has been a vice captain now for the last uh, three or four years under me. Hugh McLuggage is someone who, who's rising through the ranks. Um, you know, I think there's plenty of depth there. You know, Lockie took over when me and Harris both had COVID earlier on in the year. So, and he did a fantastic job. So, I think we've got plenty of candidates. It's who, sits, who fits right. Um, who fits Who's right for the job. And fits for the club's um, future going forward and, and that's something that obviously will be out of players' control and, and players' hands but um, there's no doubt we'll certainly get a say in it.
1: I know you've addressed it before but how how concerned are you still over the allegations involving Chris Fagan?
0: Ah, uh, not really. That's that's all for a matter for the court to sort out, mate. I haven't really got anything too much more to say about it. We're supporting everyone in there um, supporting everyone that's involved from our football club and Um, That's all we can really do, mate.
1: Doesn't affect the player group at all? It's just business as usual?
0: Yeah, it's business as usual, mate. I just sat down and addressed everything uh, with us as a playing group and and from there we've all just moved forward. Um, And that's really, pretty much how it's gone, Dwayne, to be honest.
1: You're going to miss the Gabba? Springfield Junior Training Base, you're going to miss it a bit?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I actually went over there for coffee uh, yesterday (laughs) and... uh, yeah, I mean, it's been home for the last 12 years. As run down as the tyres as the Gabba was, I mean, it was still home for us. But um, obviously moving out into this state-of-the-art facility, I think somewhere in the ballpark of $90 million, it really is quite incredible. And um, hearing some of the other staff and players that have been around the world and seen different facilities, um, they're saying that this is up there it's, it's one of the greatest. So that's great. And, and it's great for the club that... You know, we've been able to secure something like this and and get it built, and I'm glad, Dwayne. My time hasn't run out, and I still get to have another crack at it and and get to go out there and see it all and experience it all. (laughs) Did they only give you a one-year extension? Is that right? (laughs) What's wrong with them? (laughs) Haven't they? Uh, You know what it's like. You get over 30, and uh, yeah, they try and um, ease you ease you into retirement. But uh, no, I think it's fair enough. That's just. That's what every club does now. When you're over 30, you obviously start becoming an injury risk, and so be it. And, you know, to keep your spot on the team, you need to keep playing good football. And um, that's no worries with me. I've, I've understood that um, pretty much since I've got to the club, to be honest.
1: Will five interchange help you? There's been talk, and look, I'm hearing that the interchange is going to yeah. change, so it's not, not going to be four and a sub, it's going to be five interchange going forward. What, what do you think clubs will use that fifth interchange opportunity? four because I suspect that a guy like a Scott Pendlebury will be able to stay on a list longer having experience come off the bench is going to be critical, some are saying that an extra ruckman will be played, some are saying
0: it'll be an extra
1: quick midfielder what do you think will be the way to use that 15 to change?
0: Yeah well I was probably he- heading down that path to be honest With uh, I think with an extra ruckman or an extra tall, I mean talls are so valuable in our game um, if you had an injury to one of them you know, clearly it'd be nice to have an extra tall on the bench. But in saying that, you make a really good point about a Scott Pendlebury and, and, and guys like myself who are getting on a little bit older. We don't have to be out on the ground for as long. Um, we can have larger periods on the bench and potentially extend our career. I mean, we've experienced so much in the game and um, got a lot of knowledge. Um, I guess that is an opportunity for older guys to stay on list a little bit longer and, and help with that development of younger kids and those younger playing groups that are coming through. I see North Melbourne interest in um, Dylan, uh, sorry, Liam Shields. So, I mean, that's Mm. a a perfect opportunity for him to play less time but still have an influence with that young playing group. So, yeah, it'd work either way, I think.
1: So, Chris Fagan coaches from the bench, but in essence, so a lot of coaches don't coach from the bench. So, if you've got you or Scott Pendlebury and you've got a young kid that comes off, you you can actually be an extra coach as well, even if you're only playing 70 or 65% of game time?
0: Oh, absolutely. And in fairness, you're probably going to be able to see the game a, a hell of a lot better as well. I mean, guys like Scott Penelbry, they, they see the game unbelievably as it is. But the fact that they could potentially spend a little bit more time on the bench and be like an extra coach, uh, I think that's invaluable. So it's a great point you make. And I think that's potentially the, the route that most teams will take.
1: The other reason I like it is because it could become a tactic where you do go tall. I mean, you might play a couple of extra tours, like you were saying, Ruckman. So you might get one team do one thing and another team does the completely different thing because they might be able to, you know, outsize you or outrun you if they want to play extra midfielders.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think, you know, I think it's great if you're playing a debutant as well. He doesn't have to sit there in the vest for three quarters of the game and hoping he gets on as a, a medistab. I think it's great that he can ease his, ease his way into an AFL career and, um, you know, not have to play a full game or be buggered or have to sit on the bench for three quarters of it. Yeah, you know, he's going to get a good chunk of game time and um, experience at first hand, which I think is also a great opportunity. And before I let you go, Dane, they tell me it's
1: going to be 33 degree heat on Sunday at Springfield. Uh, that might be a little advantage given the heat of the day for your girls as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think the last time the two sides met was down at Casey Fields and it was it was a pretty wet and sloppy day down there. So it's, the conditions are going to be a little bit different. Um, out in the Western Corridor there, it does get quite hot, uh, 33 degrees. And I reckon there'll be a little bit of rain around as well that might come in late afternoon, maybe second half of the game. Um, just with how Brisbane summers seem to work, I reckon it's just about the time that a storm could potentially go through. So um, I think it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. Um, our girls are fit. They're they're training. They've trained extremely well. They've had another fantastic AFLW season. But they come up against a Melbourne side that's uh, the number one defensive team in the competition, and they have been for a number of years. They're very strong in that department. But obviously Brisbane come up with and uh, picked ninety nine goals this year, first by an absolute mile. So um, it's going to be offense versus defense. Uh, another great great contest between these two sides. And. Um, I'm hoping for our girls, they can, they can get over the line and make it uh, to AFLW premierships.
1: Great to have you on, Dane. Looking forward to you being part of the SEN commentary team as well on Sunday in Springfield. Big AFLW grand final against Melbourne. And uh, always good to have you on for a length of time to be able to talk footy with you, Dane. So hopefully we'll do it again soon.
0: Good man, Dwayne. Talk to you, mate.
1: Dane Zorko joining us, Brisbane Lions captain. Uh, need to take a break. Back to a couple of your calls after the break. one 736 736 I won't annoy Gary Ablett Jr. who's enjoying the beach volleyball here at Torquay with his family. We'll let him go. Won't bug him for an interview, but it is great to see so many fans here in Torquay for the Beach Volley Fest, and we'll talk more about that during the course of the afternoon, the Volleyball World Beach Pro Tour here in Torquay. You're with Dwayne Twel-